Go run down there, John. Ernest, I still have time. It's almost up. Who's gonna know the difference? You sure this is what you wanna do? 40 million, it's a lot of money. Not if you can't spend it. against the Clippers, Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The playoff win, man, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know how close we were to being up 2-0 in the series? Literally just, a Porzingis ejection. one ejection away. And that's where the Mavs could be. One Honestly, interpretation of the rules away from being ejected. Exactly. One There's a metaphor in there somewhere. Away. There's a metaphor in there somewhere. Clearly the best Mavericks win, best Mavs game in the past four years. And has to be. Has to be, I think. What are I you mean, taking back to four years? What's the, what's the, I mean, you're thinking Vince Carter shot? Yeah. That, I mean, that's the moment I go back to in my, in my brain. But even that, that's like past that though, because four years ago was the OKC um, you know losing that first round with Ray Felton uh, starting in that game but who <laughs> was a steal back in the day but this Mavs game though was absolutely incredible it as a Mavs fan you have to come out of this game just being so excited and we were so encouraged after as much as you can be after a loss in game one and they go into this game and this is all today's pod is all about this win for the Mavs in game two. Absolutely amazing performance, but not just like Luca. This wasn't a Luca KP thing. This was a full team thing. And man, I loved every bit of it. Absolutely. We're going to get into it. We're going to break down, obviously, the Mavericks 127 to 114 win over the title favorite LA Clippers. Before we get to today's episode, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into it. We'll start with it. I don't even know where to go. I'm so excited right now. I'm so happy the Mavericks won this game. Uh, I think before the series, I called it five, uh, five game series, and I thought the Mavericks would win one of the games at the beginning. And here we are, game two, the Mavericks won. But they could have also won game one. It was a clutch game. It was within three with like two minutes left to go or three minutes left to go. Porzingis was ejected, all that stuff. But let's get into this game. An incredible win for the Mavericks. A, 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 a head-to-toe win for the Mavericks. They basically they won from, from start to finish. <laughs> from bookend to bookend, they were leading. Uh, Mavs PR, so the Mavs led from the opening basket to the final whistle, making their seventh such win in 2019-20. It marks the first wire-to-wire win in the playoffs for the Mavs since Game 4 of the 2011 versus the... I don't know. They swept just, them. It was re- Game repeat 4. Repeat the sentence. I was reading something on my notes. This marks the Mavericks' first wire-to-wire win in the playoffs for the Mavericks since Game 4 of the 2011 playoff series against your boys the los angeles lakers when they swept them the two-time champs they swept them let's go they're about to get swept again no i'm just kidding just kidding just kidding guys just kidding 
An incredible game. Considering the fact that we need to start with this right off the top, Luka Doncic played 28 minutes in a playoff game in the Mavericks won. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. Let's play the game again, Isaac. What if I told you before this game, Luca was going to play 20, 28 minutes and the Mavs would win. What else do you think would have had to happen? What if I told you that Luca would play eight minutes in the second half and the Mavericks would win? Like that's, we talk all about all the time about good teams can win in multiple different ways. And that's, that's the thing right there because we know the Mavericks can win when Luka has a crazy like scoring game and Luka and KB together combined for 60, 70 points, whatever it is. But man, this game, and Luka plays eight minutes in the second half, KP just has 23 points, which, you know, just for him. And when you have over what, I mean, it was like 40-something points off the bench between Seth Boban and, and Trey Burke, I mean, that's... That's the type of stuff when you can win games like this and win in different ways. That's that's a sign of a good team. Huge, a sign of a, a sign of a great team, especially playing this Clippers team. I mean, I think everything has to be graded on a curve playing this Clippers team because it just makes it that much more impressive. I think because I think this Clippers team is one of the most talented teams in the league. Probably, I mean, is there a more talented team with more like depth, more players, more guys? I mean, it could be ever. <laughs> Isaac has this theory that I keep talking up the Clippers, so in, ca- in case they beat the Lakers, that it, that I'll be okay with it. Because it comes off a take that you had on Locked On Clippers the other day that you stated that this Clippers team would be would beat the Warriors team, not the way they're playing. That's for sure. And uh, and I adamantly disagreed with that take. But this this is it was, I mean, it was hot. They, this, hey, hey, I also say that the Locked On Clippers hosts did not agree with me. <laughs> they've probably watched this team a little bit more than me but you can look at this game though that the Mavs won tonight and I mean you could like write down reasons why they shouldn't win this game and the fact that like Luka when you're star player I mean everything goes through Luka Doncic and when he gets in foul trouble like that and he comes out in the second half and he, you know he picks up that that fifth foul and he picks up the fourth one but then he picks up that fifth foul in the fourth quarter there and you're like, dang it. And he was pissed that he was going out of the game. It was, it was a bad decision on him. He should have never reached in on Harrell. Yeah. And it kind of forced Rick's hand. And, you know, he w- it looked like he was pissed. I don't know if he's mad. He wanted to stay in the game. Rick takes him out. I'm like, you can't blame Rick in that scenario. Rick's like, hey, I'm going to need you at the end of the fourth if this game gets back close again. Just every bit, the free throw crap, holy crap. I mean, in the first half, there was like 19 to four, the difference in that for a bit. Oh, yeah, the Clippers took 19 free throws and the Mavericks took four in the first half. Yeah, That's I mean, what Isaac's talking about with free throw crap. Like, that is crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the game, it equaled out a little bit, you know, tor- towards the end there. But okay, the, well, here's the thing Mavericks finished, they shot 37 free throws, they took four in the first half. That's wild. So it definitely equaled out because the Clippers finished with 39 free throws. The Seth Curry foul that was, I mean, the dude gets clotheslined and Paul George clotheslined Seth Curry and he gets called a foul for that play was ludicrous. There was different things. I'm convinced Zubac will never, ever be called for a foul uh, ever in a game. As soon as he tweeted that, though, he got called for two fouls in a row. It's like, thank you. Thank you. He got that. But... But no, it's just I feel like there were there were numerous things like I mean KP just having twenty three. If you're gonna have a somewhat of an off night for Luca, I mean he still had twenty eight, eight and seven. But off if night. you're gonna yeah, if you if you're gonna get just eight minutes out of him uh, against the Clippers in the second half, 
you're like, dang, your your odds ain't going to be favorable. But man, let's go. Absolutely. What I mean, just what an incredible wire to wire win against this this Clippers team. And they caught him early. They caught him in the second game. They played him well in the first game. Had a chance to win. Could have won if Porzingis was still playing. And then got him in the second game. We're gonna break more of it down. So much stuff to talk about. Trey Burke. Curry, Boban, all that stuff off the bench. Also, Tim Hardaway Jr. stepping up big. We had the Boban intro for sure. All right, let's get into some more of that. But before we do, start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes or less. Axios Today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And Isaac Harris, you have a car, I have a car. Almost everyone listening, I think, has a car overseas, wherever, wherever you're listening from, rockauto.com has the parts and the pieces available for your vehicle, any maker model, any year. They have all of it. They know exactly where to find it. Why would you go to a dealership and get charged way more? Why would you go to a Rick and Mortar store to get charged way more for parts that you can get just delivered right to your door? You don't have to go somewhere. You don't have to get your mask out and put it on. You don't have to go all the way somewhere. You can just get it delivered right to your door rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. You just choose the brand, the make and model, specifications, and the prices that you prefer, and they'll find the exact part that you need. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck and write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you again. Just go check it out. See what parts are available for your vehicle and then write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box if you end up buying anything. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into this game, man. Um... Wire to wire win. Start. Wire to wire win for the Mavericks. I mean, we started already talking about Luca. Um, but I think the Clippers missed a ton of shots. <laughs> I felt like I just felt like the Clippers just kept throwing up, throwing up shots. And I felt like at the beginning of the game, Reggie Jackson hit those three threes in a row. And I said on, I was on hot mic. Which, by the way, we're going on hot mic tonight on Thursday. We're gonna do a mailbag. So everybody, go to my hot mic and. Follow and use the promo code Nick Van Exit. And I'm also doing every single game on the Hot Mic app. So join us. If you don't want to listen to Chris Weber talk about random things, you can talk with us about, uh, we talked about drugs, we talked about my bladder, and we talked about locked on Aggies. And I'll just leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> Those are the things we talked about in the chat. Um, Reggie Jackson started instead of Patrick Beverly. And that was huge for the Mavericks. I thought that was massive. Even though Patrick Beverly wasn't that great in the first game, he had five fouls, got in foul trouble, only played 20 minutes. But he had some big threes down the stretch of game one. He had some huge rebounds at the end of game one as well. And he just is a factor. Anytime he's on the floor, like he can just, he, if even if he's not scoring, he can just make plays and he can be a factor. But Reggie Jackson in there, I feel so much better about the Mavs' chances if they have Reggie Jackson in. Reggie Jackson hits a couple threes early. And I said on Hot Mike, this is good. This is good. Let him get overconfident early so then in the second half he'll come out and try to do more than he should. This happens with so many players. Mm, they get matches. overconfident and they come back in and they're like, okay, well, I'm going to take the offense. And anytime that that guy's taking possessions away from Paul George or Kawhi Leonard or even Lou Williams, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. That was just a little part of it, but I think Reggie Jackson starting overall was huge for the Mavs. Yeah, I mean, bro got crossed up by Luka. <laughs> Yeah, and in, in the first quarter, but yeah, I mean, he hit three threes in the game, went three or five from three. And I thought that was uh, just that in was the first big. half, though. The second half, he missed them and only scored two more points. Yeah, but yeah, I don't want to crap on him too much because I thought 
he got crapped on so much in Detroit, and I thought for free he was a, a good pickup for for Detroit. I mean, for for Detroit for uh, the Clippers. Sure, but if got, he's your starting point guard, I think that's yeah, good for yeah, the Mavs. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, especially over Beverly. Uh, that you know, Luca didn't have Beverly in his face because that's the thing. It was about the first half. Luca had twenty two six and seven at the end of the first half. Uh, my dad and I watched this game together, and he, we were sitting there putting bets down on how much Luca would finish the game with. And after the first half, and we obviously undershot that because we couldn't predict the foul trouble uh, that was going to happen. But, man, I, I thought – I also want to credit – you said the, the Clippers missed a lot of shots. They did. But, man, I feel like – and Rick, Rick Carlisle gave him praise after the game, gave his team praise, saying they played scrappy defense, man. I, I thought especially that first quarter – I, I would, thought they played. I would so say inspired inspired defense. That's what I would yeah. think I would call it. Everything. It felt like they were they're getting their hands on everything. It felt like just they were. It felt like they're they were trying. I know that sounds dumb, but it seems like they were just <laughs> trying more uh, uh, defensively. And it's just they. You could tell they just wanted it so bad tonight. And I thought that translated more, you know, into the offensive end too. But. The bench, man, and especially at the very beginning, I, I had first first quarter notes. Boban versus Harrell. I mean, barbecue Montex chicken. <laughs> Harrell's getting played off the court by Boban. At, in during that sequence, I said, "Well, Boban like knocked Harrell to the ground because of just how big he was trying to get a rebound." And I said, "Boban is literally." Like playing Harold off of the floor and back onto it because he's like knocking him on the ground with all these because Harold flops around a lot. Like he really throws his body around for good and for bad. He does. But I love him though. I want him to do math. For sure, for sure. But Boban was Boban was a mismatch against him. The Mavs took advantage. Boban finished with 13 points, nine boards. I think he had 10 and nine in the first half or 11 and nine or something like that. I mean, he was close. We thought he was going for, for a 2020 game at first, but he only played nine minutes, but I think those nine minutes were huge. And I think they used, oh, him, massive, in the, yeah. they used him in the right way. They used him in, they didn't try to overdo it either. I think that was smart of Carlisle. Cause sometimes these things are working like this and you don't want to call it a gimmick because well, I'll call it a gimmick. We know Boban's legit. We know, you know, we know what Boban is, but we use like a gimmick like this, or maybe just a, a strategy, um, you know, maybe a, a trick up your sleeve. I guess we'll call it, we'll call it that. It's a it, Boban is a trick up Carlisle's sleeve, and he used it in the right way, but didn't rely on it. Right? They didn't have to rely on that to be what was saving them in this game. He, they he's did, like we we talk about the bullpen and yeah, how the bigs for Dallas is bullpen. He's like a knuckleball pitcher. It's like you bring him out. You're like you're not going to start him all the time, but it's like you bring him out and just kind of throws people off. Or like one of the I don't even know my baseball terms. Like the the underhanded like. The sidearm. Submarine. Like the submarine Yeah, the submarine. There you go. He, he's like something like that. And it's so fascinating that, and I think it's a huge credit, not just to Boban, because Boban's like good. He's not, he's yeah. not like you're saying, I know you're using gimmick, but he's not taco. You know, it's right, not right, that. Right. He's actually good. But I think it's credit to Rick too in this, that we talk all the time about how the NBA is shifting to the small ball and you got to be able to switch and who, you know, what players get played off the floor and stuff. And Rick has found ways for Boban to play effective minutes in games and have a big difference. And I think the chemistry between Boban and Luca, that, there's clearly a chemistry there. And they play really, really well together because Boban's so big. So much about playing with a guy and making a guy like that and that big effective is being able to get him the ball in the spots that he can be effective in. And when you get Boban around the basket, Hardly anybody can block his shot, but what makes it so good is Luca can Luca passes so well and Luca can create so well and play make so well in the paint that Luca's 
passes to him are almost perfect, therefore setting Boban up to be effective. Their, their chemistry is amazing. I thought they had a, that stretch there for a bit. I mean, it reached a point to where my dad was like, why isn't Porzingis back in? I'm like, because Boban's like dominating right now. <laughs> and uh, I just, yes, Boban having a big impact on this game in just nine minutes, I thought was huge for them, especially against Harold because Harold honestly couldn't do much against him, and that that's huge for them. Yeah, and I, I thought Harrell was good. I think Harrell's going to be a problem at some point in this series. He's just coming back. He, he didn't play the entire bubble. I mean, he's really just getting back into it. I still think Harrell will be an issue. And let's I'm going to be real here. I still think the Mavericks lose this series. I think they have a chance to win. But I think the Mavericks still lose this series. So I want to keep that into context. But uh, Boban may be the answer against Montrezl Harrell. Just put someone out there that's just bigger than him. That can just, I mean, stay vertical. And I think Porzingis fouled Montrezl Harrell on a on a... Like Montrezl Harrell pump faked and Luke and Porzingis totally fell for it in the first half. And yeah. you're, someone in hot mic chat said, does Porzingis even need to jump on a Montrezl Harrell <laughs> like shot attempt? And you know what? He yeah. probably doesn't. And you know who doesn't even need to even more? Boban. Maybe that's the answer against Montrezl Harrell to try and neutralize that. He fin- Montrezl Harrell played a little bit more than the first game. He played just, on, just under 22 minutes. He had 10 points. Uh, on three of four from the floor, he he missed six of his ten free throws. Imagine if Montrezl Harrell was on our team, <laughs> was on the Mavericks team. Uh, but I think that was a big factor against him. I thought, um, I mean Trey Burke. We have to talk about Trey Burke. Sixteen points off the bench for him. He played just under eighteen minutes. Three rebounds, two assists, two steals as well. Seven of eleven from the floor. <laughs> he, he was attacking a lot. He only took four free throws and made two of them, but. His attacking and his extra, you know, boost off the bench, I thought was massive. Um, just attacking when he needed to. He took a couple extra shots that were just a little extra. Luca got frustrated with with him at the end of the first quarter when he he threw up a three that could have gone back to Luca. But um, man, I thought he was massive in this game, leading scorer off the bench. But his his penetration, it that's what sets him apart from anyone else on the bench. And when we've talked about on this pod and different like. Twitter, whatever, about the Mavericks' need for another playmaker. This shows you what it is. This is why they try to get J.J. Barea some minutes sometimes because they just want to give somebody out there like that can run the offense and do something on their own to give Luka a break sometimes. But Trey Burke is that like that shows you the glimpse of like Trey's playing awesome. Is he the? I, I made a joke as on Twitter. It's just a joke, obviously. But I'm like, who knew that Trey Burke would complete the big three in Dallas? You know, but <laughs> it it's that that type of player though. Because how many? I mean, it was a handful of times tonight that they literally isolated it out. Trey Burke got to the rim on all. It, Towards the end of the game, it was it was an and it should have been an and one, but he went right past Marcus Morris. Nasty dribble move, got to the basket, tough layup. But that's the type of stuff that you have to. I mean, you watch the Blazers and you see Damian Lillard. Lillard can take a break, a few possessions, and let CJ McCollum go to work. That's the that's the next thing for Dallas to find that like a, a better version of Trey. But let's just like let's enjoy Trey Burke right now because. <laughs> And the dude, they literally just picked him up before the bubble. Like, it's insane that, I mean, you look at the Philly team that's struggling right now. They could use Trey Burke right now. Yep. And, I mean, they just gave him up earlier. It was January, I think. So, big time minutes for Trey Burke. Not just, I mean, when Luca went out with his fourth foul early in the third quarter, it was Trey Burke. And I think I saw, I think it was Zach Harper from uh, The Athletic, Athletic. Who, who tweeted out in the fourth quarter. He said, I can't believe I'm, something along the lines of like, can't believe I'm saying, 
I think the the Mavericks can't close this game out with Trey, without Trey Burke on the floor. <laughs> and it's like crazy to think about, but suddenly in a matter of weeks, Trey Burke is a really key important beast to this Mavs team. And that, that just shows you the like penetration, be able to create on your own. That's huge in the NBA, especially coming off the bench. Absolutely huge. Seth Curry, also huge off the bench. 15 points, three boards, three assists. He had some moments in there too. He played 26 minutes, by the way. He had some minutes in there where he was taking over the offense, and I thought that those were massive. Um, he was six of nine. Nice from the floor, and uh, he hit. He only took he only took three threes. He was one of three wow. from three, and he had 15 points. So that shows just how Seth Curry was attacking, and uh, I thought that he was also massive off the bench. Just his ability to do all those things that we just said Trey Burke can do. You know, take take over yeah. in, in a pinch and. Uh, him coming off the bench has been good for the Mavs to be able to, to play against second units sometimes and to uh, be able to play in spurts. But Maxi starting, I think I, it's huge want, in this series. Yeah, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Maxi because this is you know, two straight games that Maxi Maxie had four points in this game. That he, You look at the stat. I mean, he had 10 boards, but you look at the stat sheet, the, the box score afterwards, and you're like, all right, Maxi had a down game. Play 30 minutes, four points, whatever. And I get that you're looking at Kawhi and saying, look at Kawhi's numbers. He's, you know, their leading score. All 35 stuff. points, yeah. Yeah. But Mac, this is Maxi's role. Rick Carlisle talked about it in pregame before game two of saying, he was asked the question, why is Maxi starting? We, we already knew this. We talked about this on the pod. He's starting because they wanted him to guard Kawhi Leonard. Rick confirmed that and said, hey, Maxi and Dorian are our two best defenders. And we're going to throw both of those guys at Kawhi and Paul George. That's why they're starting. And, that's and like they're asking Maxi right now, and this just shows his versatility of saying, "You're gonna start. We're gonna put Seth on the bench, and Maxi, your role right now is just to guard Kawhi and try to slow him down the best you can, <laughs> and stand and, in the and, corner, and, hopefully make a three. He didn't in this yes. game. Yes, <laughs> every now and then, let's see if you can you can make a three pointer. But I'm not. That's why I don't even really hold against him. Like what if he misses some of his threes, whatever? Because his main job in this series is, hey, just go out there and try to defend Kawhi the best that you can. And I don't think he's doing a bad job. I just think, I mean, we both said Kawhi's best overall player in the league. So I I just want to give him a shout on that. But Seth coming off the bench, yeah. I mean, even through three quarters tonight, they had 30 bench points You know, after three. And that's why I don't even want to really talk about Luka tonight. Because I think everybody else on this team deserves every bit of the conversation in this. Because that third quarter run, when it was 85 to 83, and the Mavs go on an 11-0 run, maybe even 13-0 run, if we count that last basket, maybe in the end of the third, maybe a 13-0 run to end the third quarter. And I was so hyped because Luka got that fourth foul, and then he set out. You know, like he, they they took him out. And they went on that whole run. They survived and everything without Luka. Man, if that doesn't give you, like, if that's not encouraging, if that doesn't give your team confidence, I don't know what does because that was an amazing stretch by the Mavs. Absolutely awesome. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the fourth quarter, how the Mavericks finished this out. We'll talk about what they said after the game coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, I know that you stuck at home with your kids. Sometimes you don't want to go to a restaurant and pick up your food. Sometimes you don't want to go to a grocery store and pick up food to bring it home. Sometimes you want your food to be brought to you, ready and prepared and all ready to go. 
That's what DoorDash is there for. It's the app that brings you the food that you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is so easy. You literally just get the DoorDash app. Just go on the App Store or Google Store or whatever you're on, whatever device you're using. Just get the DoorDash app right now. Just in case later you're getting hungry and you want food to get brought to you. Uh, they have contactless delivery. You can pick that option if you're worried about you know, contact or anything like that. They have over 300,000 partners in the U.S. It works in Puerto Rico and Canada and Australia as well. So all of our Australian listeners, you can get this as well. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off. And, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. So, you mentioned in the third quarter, so yeah, the Mavericks kind of went on that little run um, towards the end of the third quarter. It was 84-81. to 81 with three minutes and three seconds left to go in the third quarter. So the Mavericks were only up three. It was 98-85 to at the end of the third quarter. That run that you mentioned before the break was huge for the Mavs. And this is without Luka. Luka wasn't on the floor for this. Yeah, I mean, it was it was Trey Burke. It was, you know, for a stretch there, it wasn't KP either. I, I, no. I want to say the fourth, um, a decent part of the fourth there because Luka comes back in and at the beginning of the fourth, picks up his fifth. And on a dumb play, which I talked about earlier, and that was during KP's like scheduled rest time. And bam, like both of them are off the court. It's you know double digit lead for the most part. And I'm like this is the stretch. That was the stretch that worried me. This was the whole clutch Mavs, even though it wasn't like in clutch time yet. But I'm like fourth quarter, here we go. No Luca, no KP, and they withstood all of that. And that's the man you want to see teams air quote grow up. There, there you go, right there. I, only, I get selfish with it. I, you know, we saw all saw Jalen Brunson on the screen as a virtual fan, and it was awesome and <laughs> hilarious. And he tweeted and stuff about it. But I'm like, dang, I wish Brunson was out here. You know, like, and, and because <laughs> I want, I want him to be growing from this too. Because I think this is like this win, which is, I mean, we all know this, but the first playoff win, first of many, uh, we hope. Uh, for Luca and KP in Dallas in, in in their careers, first playoff for sure playoff win for them. So, but yeah, that that stretch uh, I thought w- was obviously the key of the game for the Mavs. That was huge stretch, and then also I think you know in the fourth quarter, you know Luca comes in, he gets his fifth foul with eleven thirty seven left. So like literally twenty three seconds into the fourth quarter, he gets his fifth foul. He goes back out. Mavericks are still up by 12. Luka comes back in with four minutes and 36 seconds, and the Mavericks are still up 12. Like I think that that was, that was a huge, huge run too because uh, they just maintained that lead. And uh, in, that, in that specific stretch, I thought that the third quarter run was probably the most important, but this one was the you know a, a huge crucial moment because you're just I'm just waiting around and expecting the Clippers to just turn it on and, and finish out the game, right? To just do what they did to the Mavericks in the, the bubble game, right? The seeding game where the Mavericks hung around, the Mavericks hung around, kind of had a lead, had a lead. And then all of a sudden the Clippers just turned it on at the end and they blew out the Mavs, right? That's what they did in the, the when the Mavs played them, I think it was August 6th. 
And they didn't. And what they did, what the Mavericks did during that run, which I thought was important, they attacked Landry Shamit. Whoever Landry Shamit was mm-hmm. guarding, whether it was Trey Burke or Seth Curry or Tim Hardaway, they just attacked him. And that's what you have to do in some of these series. And that's why you know, we talk about Luka's defense, which I thought Luka's defense was pretty good in this game too. At least he was showing some effort. Uh, if he's able to hold his own defensively, then the then not many teams can do that against the Mavericks. You know, they have guys that can kind of hold their own. There's not many guys out there that are just complete like sieves on on defense i guess uh overall they have a ton of work to do still on the defensive end but uh the Mavs just attacking landry shaman over and over again maintained their lead uh and luca came back in with four minutes and 36 seconds to go mavericks were still up 12 um man that the the clippers challenged that marcus morris foul that was, that was on weird. tim hardaway that was really weird that was confirmed hey scott foster gave the mavericks a gift i thought that that was not a foul i did not think he touched him kane fitzgerald sent him a text say hey bro you need to get me get my back even it out a little bit okay i'm glad you said that because here's here's my theory on the game mm. one i think it was good that all that stuff happened to the mavericks in game one because now it's all been said that the mavericks are being treated unfairly by the refs The Porzingis thing was egregious, getting ejected in that first game. Now, it's been talked about all throughout. Referees meet every single game after the game at some point to go over games that they've done. Also, referees meet before every game to talk about the games that have been done before and how these teams have been refereed and talk about things to expect and all this stuff. And now, it's been said that the Mavericks have been treated unfairly, so hopefully it will go in the Mavs' favor that... (laughs) <laughs> that will be in the back of all these referees' heads. They'll be able to treat the Mavericks, you know, more fairly or even, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt in some points. Hey, I don't know. They're human. Hey, I, I, it's in the I back like of their it. head. Until the NBA says, hey, we want the L.A. money. But <laughs> I think, I think we're doing okay, to- they Are they really getting <laughs> L.A. money from the Clippers? Yes. No. Maybe. They're not getting L.A. Um, fan money. We do need to mention the Paul George game because yeah, one, how did Paul George get playoff P nickname? I guess do, it, don't you? It probably started when he took him took the Pacers to those two conference finals, right? Like it probably started there. Okay. And he's had some good that, series in the East, but congrats, ever since he moved out to the cool. West, it hasn't worked for him. Yeah, welcome to the West. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, especially anyway, if you can do it in the East, that's that's okay. If you go to you know however many straight finals in a row, you make it in the East, that's fine. But oh, you come yeah. in the West and you and you're the the number one seed, like that means something. <laughs> <laughs> Great debut, but you know what? I'm it's hard for him not playing in front of fans. I may have cried after the game. Um, so Paul George in this game, fourteen points, ten boards. He was four of seventeen from the floor, two of ten from three. Only shot four free throws, made all of them. He has to be pissed. He got in foul trouble super early, had three fouls, um, then picked up his fourth. I don't know. It was just a wild sequence for him. And dude never got it. So if you're a Clippers fan, you're walking out of this saying, all right, we were kind of in it. We're kind of in it there uh, in the second half. We, they made their run there to cut it under 10, I think, in the fourth. And Paul George was kind of really ineffective this whole game. It never got under ten in the fourth. It, with three minutes and twenty okay. seven, three minutes and twenty seven to go, it was with, it was ten points. So it was okay. just there. But Paul George did never get in. He got another tech for you know, for, yeah, for doing ridiculous stuff with his hands. I guess <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to call it. But uh, he was pointing at the ref and like screaming at him. So yeah, Paul George really didn't get into this. Lou Williams twenty three points off the bench. He was pretty big defensively yeah. though. They can attack him. I mean that's that's another place where the Mavericks can just score uh, and. 
man. Uh, but it, but it, it also, I, I was tr- trying to tweet something about this too, that the Clippers, it, this is the scary part about them too, that they have four players on their team that averages yeah. at least 18 points a game. So when Paul George does have an off game like this and just has 14, like Lou Will had 23 and it felt, I mean, Lou Will is getting it going there at times and, yeah. you know, Montrezl Harrell only had 10 in this game, but and they were still kind of they they didn't get blown out. You know, it wasn't like a crazy blowout for the whole second half. So if they can they they get three of their guys going, then I mean they're gonna be right there with any team in the league. So but I mean this overall team win for this Mavs team, massive. Something we we won't forget. I mean, let's just be honest. If the Mavericks lose the next three games, we're still gonna be, man, that game two was amazing. For sure. And, and that's going to do wonders for them, confidence-wise and everything. And it hopefully gives them enough confidence to go out and win another game. Draw it out to six. Heck, yeah. get it to seven. Heck, win the series. I said I still... Oh, I think ex- it at least goes six. I said I still expect the Mavericks to lose. However, it doesn't mean that they're going to, right? Like, the Mavericks could still win this series. They've shown that Clippers have weaknesses, and the Clippers still have to prove that they're this juggernaut team, right? They haven't blown out the Mavericks yet in, in the playoffs. So, we'll see. Coming up, we'll see, you know, what what the Clippers do, what changes are made. We'll see what the starting lineups look like. If the Mavericks stick with theirs, if the Clippers stick with, you know, Reggie Jackson starting. Uh, we'll see what happens. Zubat, by the way, was not really a factor in this game. Three points, uh, four, four rebounds. So, I mean, long gone are the days of Zoo destroying the Mavs, which was two weeks ago. <laughs> There we go. Guys, we are going to do a hot mic, so click the link in the description of this podcast to download the hot mic app and join us live mailbag we'll do that at some point on thursday night and then i'll be back for every single game on hot mic we'll do more post games subscribe to the podcast if you're not and guys thanks so much for listening to locked on maps peace out boom